Just two dudes having a conversation. You're my friend and I trust you. We could go for a walk on the road. <laughs> Walking and talking. Just constant wind noise. <laughs> we got <laughs> we both blew into pop filters. <laughs> they work. <laughs> Have you ever wondered do these things work? <laughs> oh, and with that, there it, there is. it is. I took mine out. Episode three. Episode three. Trace. Trace. You're my friend, and I trust you. You're my friend, and I trust you. It's been a heck of a ride. It's been a man, what a journey. What a journey. What a journey. We tried this once before. It failed. It failed. We both <laughs> are not smart enough to get into super deep conversation. <laughs> and we're too lazy to research. <laughs> and anything. We're too lazy to research anything. <laughs> yeah. We So we just present broad opinions. Yeah. Basically, we just sit down. We also in our three I think this is the first time in our three episodes explaining what this is. This is literally just if you haven't That's gathered true. by the by the, the theme song and the title, this is just two dudes having a conversation about it's whatever comes across. Whatever. Our, yeah. Or two dudes who've known each other. A long time. Yeah. Since two thousand nine. How many years is that? Nine. Nine. Yeah, that's right. Because it's twenty eighteen. Yeah. Which is crazy that two thousand nine is now a long time ago. Dude, we should on our decade of knowing each other, mm-hmm. we should do something. We should. Like, should I'm talking some, like, a vacation. Vacation. A brocation. Brocation? A brocation. So, uh, it would have been what? When did we meet? Because uh, I didn't, I did not meet you before I met Megan, right? Right. And I'm... Mm, that would have been the winter. Yeah, it was February, because I remember February. you brought her um, Valentine's Day. Oh, that's right. Like a balloon. I got her balloon. Yeah. We explained really? this on an unreleased episode, but <laughs> we should probably I'll, do like the, I'll do the shortened. Let's do it. Okay, so you lived in Indiana. Indiana. And then you moved back to Ohio. Ohio. And your dad became the pastor at the church that I went to with right. my sister. Right. I was in... You were a youngin. I don't even know. Maybe, maybe seventh or eighth grade. Yeah. If I had to guess. Yeah. But you started dating my sister because mm-hmm. we all played on the worship team together. And I think that, like, just staying after church on Wednesday nights, you guys developed an interest or whatever. Yeah. But dating my sister lasted all but three months. If that. If that. Yeah. And then. I was really dating you. I appreciate that. That that warms my heart. But you broke up with my sister, but did not break up with me. Or my sister broke up with you. Who broke up with who? She dumped me. That's what I thought. Rightfully so. Yeah. I was in Indiana at the time. I was hardly ever here. Yeah. And, like, I remember it being an issue that you would just be, like, either in Indiana or Cincinnati Mm -hmm. and just not tell her. Yeah. And then she would text you and be like, hey, what's up? And you'd be like, oh, I'm in Cincinnati. Yeah. I did that. Dick move. <laughs> I never claimed to be good at it. <laughs> I'm not faulting you for it. Yeah. But we're both happily married to different people now. <laughs> One of us is. You are. 
Oh, I thought you meant you and me. I'm like, I'm not married. <laughs> I was like, is there news? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, my sister and you yes. are married to separate people. To, yes. Happily. 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 She's got kids. I don't. Yeah. But. So that's how we know each other. Yeah. And it's coming up on a decade. Yeah. This is big. This is big for us. It is. It doesn't, hasn't felt like a decade. No. It's felt like like two weeks. Really? And, and especially, <laughs> I think part of it too, though, is like when we, like we've both moved away in that time. Mm-hmm. So like. Yeah, we've known each other, but we haven't hung out like we have recently. Yeah. In that 10 years. Yeah. Because you moved away, then came back. Mm-hmm. Then I moved away and came back. Right. But the cool thing about this relationship, and I don't think you have this in a lot of relationships, is I didn't see you for like a year. Yeah. And then we sat down, like when I moved back, mm-hmm. I think it had been like close to a year since I'd seen you. Mm-hmm. Probably a little less, actually, more like eight months. Because we played at. We, yeah, we did Brown camp. Lake. Yeah. But probably close to eight months, and then I had you ordered my house once I moved back. And I remember, like, you sat down at my kitchen table, and we talked for, like, two hours, and, like, just were immediately, mm-hmm. like, just back into the flow. Like, we hadn't even right. skipped a beat. Yeah. That's friendship. That's true friendship. That's how I know that this relationship is built to last. The test of time. We've been through a breakup. <laughs> of you and I or <laughs> just we've been around a breakup at the same time that's true you went through it I did not yeah but I feel like I went through it a little bit in a way with you mm-hmm. but we we worked our way through a breakup we worked our way through distance I mean I, f- I feel like we're set yeah we're set for life for life our kids are gonna play baseball together that's right or against each other and we're gonna coach the teams we need to get you a wife yeah that's that should be priority number one i guess if <laughs> if if our ultimate goal is to <laughs> teach is to coach little league with our kids <laughs> i think yeah yeah or you could adopt i don't want no i don't know maybe i would be up for adoption but that's my ultimate goal is to coach little league with you yeah. Or against you. Or against me. And to be mortal enemies or best friends. I feel like I have to... Like, I won't be able to coach my kids when they're small. Mm, no, it's got to be Little League or above. Yeah. Like hot stove. Like to where I could yell at them. Yeah. And it be yeah. socially acceptable. Right. Because I'll just... Like... <clears throat> excuse me. Like they say... Um, ex-players don't make great coaches mm. because they just want you to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, I explained it to you, just do it. Right. But sometimes people just can't do it, mm-hmm. and it gets very frustrating. Yeah. Um, that's why I, I think Larry Bird said that. That's why he doesn't coach. Mm. <clears throat> I feel Not, like Larry Bird would be a fantastic coach, though, because he's all about them fundamentals. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure he, he coached for a little while, mm. but... Now he's like a GM or something. Gotcha. I would definitely be a fundamentals guy. Yeah, it's all about the fundamentals. I'd be that dude just making them drills. Yeah, drills, 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 drills all day, yeah. all day, all practice. Yeah. And if like they're not blocking, 
if they're not putting their body in front of the ball, my infielders, guess what? Four-hour practice, all we're doing is grounders. Grounders, That's it. Well, I mean. And you're going to be black and blue. But, man, you're going to not be afraid of that ball at all. Especially as kids, like the fundamentals, you have to get right. Yeah. Because that builds off of everything. Right. Also, attitude. Yeah. I've seen way too many teams just completely crumble after getting down by two points. Well, that's what um, Allie and I were headed somewhere the other night. <clears throat> and we were talking about, you know, our eventual kids. And oh, she said it or I said it. One of us said it. Like, our kids are not going to be brats. Mm. Like, it's, it's just not going to happen. Um, and then we start talking about sports and. You know, she didn't play sports growing up, and I played sports heavily. Um, but, you know, I had said I've, – I've heard someone else say this, but um, uncoach, uncoachable kids are unemployable kids. Mm. Like, mm. because and, – and that's why also <clears throat> I, I'm – I don't want to coach my kids with everything mm-hmm. because they have to – like, someone else has to be tough on them. Yeah. Because if they don't learn to respect the people who are put in charge, like mm-hmm. you're not going to be successful in anything, you know. Right. Um, it's okay if if you screw if like my kid screws up something and the coach gets mad, mm-hmm. he's got to run. He's got to run. Right. You know. Also, I don't want to be that dad to my kids <clears throat> that like I've seen this time and time again. Like the kid just hates his dad because oh, yeah. his dad is pushing him way too hard and expects way too much of him. Right, right. I, I don't want to be that at all. Yeah. But at the same time, you got to know them fundamentals. It all goes back to the fundamentals. <laughs> it all goes back to fundamentals. That was a really interesting quote from a second ago. Um, uncoachable kids are unemployable kids. Yeah. I think of, um, I would love to see like a where are they now of people that I played baseball with when oh, I was yeah. little. yeah. I know one of them's in jail. Really? Yeah. Was he not a coachable kid? I really can't remember. I think he was pretty good. Like, he was half decent. Mm-hmm. I just think he got tossed in with the wrong crowd. I won't say his name. That's fair. You but can bleep it out. You can bleep it out. Now I just want to say it just so you have to <laughs> edit that. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I was friends with him. He was a solid dude, but I think he just got tossed in with the wrong crowd. But... Like, I remember one kid, he was the coach's son, Mm -hmm. and he was that kid out in left field, like, filling up his ball glove with dandelions. Oh, yeah. And, like, kicking dirt around and just, like, sitting out there. So if that same sort of work ethic or just attitude carried over with him throughout his life... Mm -hmm. I would, I would like, I would be very curious to see where he is now. We had this kid on our team. Um, he was a great kid, uh, but he was like the kid who would be out in the left field picking dandelions. Yeah. But it wasn't necessarily because he wasn't coachable. Mm-hmm. But he just, I just, we were younger, and I don't think he just really liked baseball. Yeah. But he was from Alaska, mm. and he's this bigger kid. Um, with like the real thick like square glasses, oh, no. you know. Yeah. So we all called him Alaska Ben, and uh, he, he 
he, again, like I said, he's a great kid, and, yeah. and I don't know where he's at now. I don't remember his last name, but um, he, and his parents wanted him to play sports, but he was more interested in like video games and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, on multiple occasions, he would get in trouble because he would like sneak his Game Boy into the dugout, uh, like yeah. when he was sitting on the bench because uh-huh. you know, he sat on the bench a lot. But um, he didn't have a hit all year. Mm. Like anytime he would get in, he just. Yeah, it, he just didn't get a hit. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, it was one of our last games of the year, and he hit just like a real, like barely made contact dribbler down the third baseline. Mm-hmm. And like I say, he's a bigger kid, so he, he wasn't very fast, but he was, I mean, everything he he had, he was mm-hmm. trucking down to first base. Yeah. And like everybody's screaming for him and stuff. Yeah. And um, third baseman picks up the ball, throws it to first. And overshoots him, I mean, way over the guy's head. Mm. And he d- and Ben does this head first dive into first. <laughs> and he gets up and, like, he's so stoked, you know, looking at the dugout, like, big old smile on his face. That was probably, like, I was on some pretty good baseball teams, but that mm. was probably the coolest moment. Yeah. You know. I had quite a few moments like that. Yeah. With baseball. Um, just players that weren't awesome. Mm-hmm. And then achieving something like that. Right. And that's always just, it's cool to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And it's also cool to see that because you'll be on the opposing team and you'll right. you'll spot those players like right away. Right. Yeah. And then you'll see like that team kind of pulling for them. Yeah. And I, would you, if you were to, if you were to be that third baseman mm-hmm. in that scenario and had, and, and if you would have spotted it and known, would you have overshot on purpose? Or would you have been more likely to try to get him out because why well, treat him different? Right. Um, I don't know because I thought about like those situations, and I know I would. The only thing I could do was do is is to do what I would want them to do if I was in that other position. Hmm. Does that make sense? Sure. If, if I was if I was Ben. Yeah. And what I would want them to do is not treat me any different hmm. because I I don't want to be different. Hmm. You know. Yeah. Like, I just want to be, like, a normal baseball player. Gotcha. So, I would have thrown him out. I'd want to get on first, baby. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> get me so, on that bag. So, you would overshoot the first baseman? I think I would. Yeah. I I, I think I would. Oh, I don't know. Because, Ugh. part and also, like, I would also hate if I did it, and it was obvious I did it. Yeah. And the kid mm-hmm. took it the wrong way. Right. I don't. I think, just judging by like, you telling me that experience and like him looking at the dugout and his, he's got this huge smile. Yeah. I would hate to rob that. Yeah. That moment. That might have been the only time he ever got on base. Mm-hmm. Is in his entire baseball career. Right. And I would hate to be that person that robbed that. Kind of like that ump, that blew the oh, no hitter. Perfect game. Oh. Yeah. You, I, uh, and. Oh, yeah, that's heartbreaking. It really, I know. I know that he was like crying and like he apologized. And mm-hmm. oh man, I don't know. That'd be so tough, dude. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think it was a perfect game. I don't think yeah. it was just a no hitter. Like I think it was a perfect. Yeah, right. Game. It, you're right. It was a perfect yeah. game. And and it was obviously it was by a mile. Mm-hmm. He was out by a mile. Yeah. yeah. I will say I don't remember the pitcher's name, but he handled it like with 
he he really did. He took it in stride. Yeah, and even in his post game comments, like because I would have been hot. Ooh, like yeah. I would have been thrown out of the game. Yeah, like for sure. Um, so props to that dude. For yeah, taking the high road. Most definitely. I'll get in those YouTube holes where I'm watching like umps blowing calls. Yeah, and I. I can only watch them for so long because I just get so frustrated. Yeah. I get so now so upset. Since this is basically going to be a sports episode. Yeah, we're making this the sports um, episode. That's the title of this one. So the blown calls things upset sure. you. Yeah. So are you for replay in baseball? Definitely. Are you kidding? You are? Yeah. I'm not. Really? Yeah. Why? Because you're holding on to that like old school sort of mentality? Not necessarily. Um, I do think that like the human element – should play a part in it, in it. Mm-hmm. but it just slows the game down way too. Like in an already slow game. Sure, I understand that. Like, argument. oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. Like, I think that it should be used sparingly. Mm-hmm. Um, but like every every throw to second, like every stolen base is replayed. Right. And you sit there. Oh, all right. Well, we'll wait three minutes so they can. I think it should be more like a. Um, like a challenge in football, mm-hmm. like a challenging the play in football. You only get you only get a certain amount, and the coach makes that decision. Yeah. Yeah. That way, you're not doing it constantly. Right. And like you said, slowing down an already slow game. So what do you? Because there's also technology now that they could go to a automatic strike zone. Mm-hmm. What's your thought on that? No. So why no there, but yes to replay? Because. I think replay c- is beneficial. Uh-huh. It, for example, could have saved that perfect game right. that that pitcher earned mm-hmm. and deserves. Um, but I had to suffer through so many horrible strike zones mm-hmm. playing high school, little league, and hot stove. Yeah, that I just want vengeance. I want to see the majors suffer. But also, I think that that's where the human element element should be okay is with the strike zone what are your thoughts on that um no i'm not for the automatic strike zone yeah for the same reason yeah i don't know because it's kind of part of the game like in the first inning or two you learn what the umpire is going to be right and you you use that to your advantage right i did i did enjoy that when i played baseball of Unless, like, we had this one up that he was just all over the place. Yeah. I used to be a catcher, so I would I would be very aware of where his strike zone right. was or right. wasn't, or if it existed at all. <laughs> and I just remember one time. and this eyeballs. <laughs> I, just get, I get so mad thinking about this. But pitch number one, I didn't even move my glove. Straight down the middle. Boom. Strike. Next pitch. Same exact spot, didn't even move my glove straight down the middle. Boom. I said boom at the exact same time that that dinged. But straight down the middle, didn't even move my glove, boom. Mm -hmm. Ball. That sort of stuff really upsets me. Yeah. But, like, if his strike zone is just low, Mm -hmm. that's fine. I like that challenge of figuring that out and then using that, that to my advantage. So at least be consistent. At least be consistent. Yeah. Yeah. And two, I'm not gonna lie. I like the arguments in baseball. Oh, for sure. Like I mentioned in a previous episode, three games that I've been thrown out of. Yeah. Um, now two are for fighting, but 
the one was uh, he said I turned around and cussed him out. Mm-hmm. I said words, and they were about his strike zone. But they were not curse words? No. At least not the words he was saying. I gotcha. Like, he said I gave him the F-bomb. Oh, okay. That doesn't sound like But, like, you. yeah, my grandmother was there. <laughs> and, uh, like, sir, my grandmother is here. <laughs> <laughs> sir, please. Gospel granny. <laughs> but, no, he... I mean, it was a critical point in the game, and he'd been calling just inconsistent, yeah, awful. And um, we had the tying run on second, and pitch came in at my eyeballs and called a strike three. Cool. And so as I was turning, I said, "That was a terrible call." Yeah. All I said. Yeah. That I remember saying. Yeah. Now in the heat of moment, I could have said something else. I don't mm, remember. Sure. But as soon as I turned around to walk to the dugout, he called my number. Twenty-one, Ooh. you're out of here. Ooh. So then I got hot. Yeah. And I turned around. I was like. You know, I was like yelling at him. I was like, what did I do? I didn't, you know, you can't handle me telling you that it's a bad call. If you don't deserve, if you can't handle handle me at my worst, you don't deserve <laughs> me at my best. <laughs> right. And, uh, and so, of course, he gave me the, I'm not talking to you sort of thing. Oh, that's yeah. when you just got to get right up in his face. Oh, I was, t- and I don't remember who came and pulled me back to the dugout, but then my coach got furious. Mm. And, uh, and I was like, what, what did he do? You know, and uh, he tur- he said he turned around, and told me that was the worst effing call he's ever effing seen in his life. Um, and for, I heard him say that from the dugout. And I said, mm-hmm. I didn't even have time to say that. <laughs> like I yelled that to him, and of course he just yelled at me even more. Yeah. And but my coach was like, he wouldn't he, like he's he's not a kid that would say that. I know yeah. you're you know you're full of crap. Yeah. When you know we're shaking hands, the umpire wouldn't let me come out of the dugout to shake hands. Yeah. For whatever reason, I had no problem with the other team. Hmm. But um, one of my my first base coach uh, went up to the umpire and was like, shook his hand. He said, I just want you to know that was the worst called game I've ever seen in my entire life. And uh, I'll be sure that you'll never ump any of our games again. Wow. And so then the umpire threw him out of the game. (laughs) And uh, my dad was standing next to him. My dad goes, the game's over. (laughs) What do you, you know, you're not going to throw us out of any game. And so then they start arguing and, uh, it, I mean, it wasn't like an intense argument, but mm. that was the one time I was like, I wonder if my dad's going to get in a fight right now. Do you think your dad could ever get in a fight with anybody? Um, over the right situation, yeah. Like punches? Yeah, and that so? would be, um, I don't think it would be anything that someone would do to him. Mm. It would be if they did anything to his family. Gotcha. Would be. Yeah. Do you think that would... We're getting off sports a little bit here. That's okay. Um, do you think that would affect either negatively or positively your view of your dad and your opinion of him? If he got in a fight for... If, like, you saw him get in a fight and punch somebody for whatever reason. Um, it would definitely depend on the reason. Okay. Like let's, let's just say it was for family. Family? Like somebody, like, stepped to your mom or something. Oh, it would... It would improve yeah like hands down oh f- same for me for now sure. if it was like he got an argument over like some customer service thing mm. i'd be like dad seriously right you know yeah um but no if like somebody did something to my mom or one of his grandkids or something mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'd be like i'd jump in there with him for sure yeah if S- same situation if my dad did that mm-hmm. respect 
through the roof. Yeah. Plus, I just got him a leather vest for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so to see him, and it's wintertime, and he wears a cowboy hat in the wintertime. So to just see him deck somebody. In his and leather then vest. Just stand over him in his leather vest and cowboy hat. I'd Mad be like, respect. My dad is my childhood hero. <laughs> my dad is John Wayne. <laughs> this is all I ever wanted. Right. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I could see your dad laying somebody out in a leather vest. Yeah. <laughs> but only his leather vest. Only. Like, no shirt. No shirt underneath. <laughs> leather vest, cowboy hat, we... silk boxers. <laughs> we so, we had our family Christmas in Hanover, yeah. PA, which is, like, way the eastern side of PA. And my mom couldn't make it because she got sick. So it was my dad and I and my sister and her family. And we got him the leather vest. And then we were all joking, like, hey, you should go home and then walk in the door, only leather vest. (laughs) (laughs) And greet my mom that way. (laughs) He didn't do it. And I'm a little disappointed. Right. (laughs) He had an opportunity. The biggest opportunity. (laughs) He loves that thing. That's awesome. He wears it everywhere. (laughs) And I put it on when I got it for him. Like, Mm -hmm. I ordered it offline. Yeah. And I put it on just to, like, check the fit Mm -hmm. because my dad and I are similar sizes. Mm -hmm. And, man, I really want a leather vest now. Like, what color color is the leather? It's, like, a lighter brown. Okay. Not, like, black or anything. Not pleather. Authentic leather? No, it's authentic leather. Like, it feels good. It has that nice smell. It does, yeah. Nice. It's got that leather smell. It's got concealed carry pockets on both sides. Does it really? Yeah. That's awesome. Speaking of concealed carry. Yeah. What are your opinions on it? On concealed carry? Yeah. Oh, boy. We're going to lose. If we have any sort of listener <laughs> demographic at this point, we're about to lose them. <laughs> All two of you see it. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll get that that super right wing. That's right. <laughs> this is a total conservative right wing podcast. Yes, if you haven't figured that out, <laughs> we're a conservative right wing podcast that also happens to believe in global warming <laughs> <laughs> and possibly evolution <laughs> and possibly evolution. <laughs> we fit in nowhere. That's right. <laughs> Or we fit in everywhere at once. However you want to look at it. We're bringing people together. That's right. Um, My opinion on that, I think, yeah. But I think definitely some things need to change. Okay. I think that it should be a lot, lot harder than what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, My opinion on guns in general is I would rather... I feel safer knowing that they're around. Mm-hmm. Being in this area, we we were in rural Ohio. Right. I know the type of person around here mm-hmm. that's typically carrying a gun. Right. And I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable being around that. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that there's not crazy people around here that right have For guns. Sure. But 
I think it should be a lot harder to get guns. Um, oh, sorry, I jumped ahead of my own. I interrupted my own train of thought. Um, I think no matter what, bad guys are going to have guns. Mm-hmm. Like Australia did that whole thing where they got rid of all their guns. That worked in Australia because it's an island. Right. It's an island continent. We're not. Right. Um, so they have better control of what comes in and what goes out. Plus, the majority of people voted for it. Mm-hmm. There would not be a majority vote oh, for no. getting rid of no. guns in America. Yeah. But bad guys, no matter what, are going to have guns. I feel safer knowing that there's some good guys with guns, too. Mm-hmm. I feel protected, and I eventually I probably will get my CCW, mm-hmm. but... I know that I would feel safer carrying a gun, but I feel like there's too many people that are itching for a situation where they can use oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's an issue. That's right. a That's a huge issue. Right. Just talking with people that I work with, mm-hmm. and definitely not going to mention any names, but just talking with them, it's like, dude, you sound like you got your CCW for the for purpose a specific of reason. pulling it out and right. using it. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. And that's no fun. Yeah. Also, the fact that I can go into a gun show and open trade on the floor mm-hmm. and like work my way up, like I could bring in like a holster and probably trade up to a rifle within an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I could. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm that good of a, right. Of a, right. Of a, what would you call it, salesman, but yeah. But that can be done. Do you think that's bad or good? I think that's horrible. Okay. Because then you can't regulate anything. Right. Or keep an eye on anything. So you got to close that gun show loophole. Got to close. Is that what the gun, ho- the gun show loophole is? Uh, I think it's most, I, I think that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Again, no research done. But we don't do research here. No. That um, should be the theme. <laughs> or like the. No research our, done here. Our mission statement. Um, I think it's that, but I think it's also. That, um, you know, if I sold a gun to you, mm-hmm. I am not required to do a background check on you. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you were buying from like a dealer, yeah. then they could. So a lot of people who aren't dealers but have a lot of guns will mm-hmm. get a booth at a gun show. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then there's, again, no regulation sure. down there. Gotcha. Um, I think that's the gun show loophole. Gotcha. If that is the case, then then that is, yeah, that's an issue. The last gun show I went to, it was like that. Like, I, yeah, I, I'm all for, um, strict background checks. Mm -hmm. Um, but what I'm not for is if I pass all those background checks Mm -hmm. and have no, um, psychological reason why I can't have a gun. I Mm -hmm. think that's another thing too, like the mental health side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, um, then I should be able to get the, gun that I want to get. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think that we should be allowed assault rifles? Define assault rifle. Um, well, we can't have f- fully automatic unless you have special right. papers. Right. Um, I would say, should you have fully automatic at all, even with special papers? And should there be semi-automatic ARs available to the public? Um, with high-capacity magazines. You're saying all the trigger words, man. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, automatic guns. Um, 
I don't know. There's a small part of me that likes the idea that whatever our government can have, we can have mm-hmm. to self kind of police the government. Mm-hmm. So there's that aspect that I like. I don't, I mean, I don't know. We were talking about the government in our last episode, but yeah. I don't know how, like, I don't think there's going to be any sort of like crazy government, like control, like all yeah. of a sudden a switch is going to flip. Right. Um, but so there's a part of me that likes knowing, Hey, the government can have this automatic weapon. Mm-hmm. So can the public. Right. I do think that even tougher um, checks need to be done for that requiring the paperwork. Sure. Um, now, granted, I'm never going to buy one because I can't afford one. So yeah. it doesn't really matter, affect me. Right. The assault rifle thing, um, I'm like, I. I don't have any problem with them. Mm-hmm. Like there are, are higher powered hunting rifles mm-hmm. than what the assault rifles they show on TV. Right. Are. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think um, the issue is the rate of fire though. Yeah. That's the main thing. Yeah. I mean like the whole like bump stock thing. Is that what you're talking? Cause like, again, th- this is separate from the automatic weapons. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, um, yeah, I think it just should be semi-automatic. I don't think we need bump stocks. Like, I think I think there should be um, a very defined difference between the assault rifles and the automatic yeah. stuff. So yeah. all the things that you can do to a semi-automatic rifle mm-hmm. that makes it more like an automatic, like, yeah, let's not do that. Yeah. So, like, the bump stocks and mm-hmm. whatever else you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, like the assault rifles. For instance, I mean, nah, I, like I had a twenty two that was addressed as an assault rifle. Mm-hmm. It looks scary. Yeah. But it's a twenty two. Right. It's not, I mean, I could shoot you with it. If I really place it well, I might kill you. Right. But chances are. It's just going to hurt a whole bunch. <laughs> right. It's going to be annoying. I'll to the hospital yeah. for a while. So, but like my handgun is more powerful than. Mm-hmm. That rifle was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I would agree with pretty much everything you're saying. Yeah. Um, I think a big part of where we're coming from, too, is we grew up with this sort of stuff, just That's being true. around, and we're very used to it. Yeah. Um, I I I want to say that I can relate to um, people that like grew up in a city where mm-hmm. guns aren't just around. Right. I've had guns around me since I can, since I was big enough to hold one, I've been shooting a gun mm-hmm. of some fashion. Mm-hmm. And literally, like, days off in the summer in elementary school, I would, my dad would be at work, and I'd be like, yeah, I want to shoot the twenty two. So go out to the gun safe, get the twenty two out, plink a few rounds, clean it, put it back. Right. So at a very young age, I was responsible with guns, mm-hmm. and I knew about guns, and I respected guns, and I was, I guess, used to them. Right. But somebody who's not, I can see how that would be an issue right. for them. But at the same, or on the flip side of that coin, mm-hmm. I'm cool with guns, everything I just said. But after the Las Vegas shooting, mm-hmm. Jimmy Kimmel's like nine minute monologue thing that he did mm-hmm. 
about gun control, like I teared up at that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I can, I can relate to that. I can see. Mm-hmm. I like, to me, it, it all depends on what gun control they're talking about. Right. You know, right. Like banning guns, even if they do it, is not going to happen in our country. No. There's too many. It's way too many. And I think there will be a violent oh, yeah. retaliation to yeah. that. And even, I mean, the people who are going to enforce that, like, I don't, I don't know that that will happen. I mean, it'll happen some places. Yeah. But I don't think, like, for instance, some of the cops in this area specifically. Yeah. I know, like, I have a relative who's a cop, and he encourages basically anyone who is legally able to to have a gun and carry it. Yeah. Because he likes knowing that there are good guys around him with guns as well. Yeah. Um, so, like, in that instance, I don't know how how that would be enforced. Yeah. And enforced well. Right. Um, so, it like, it's, like, to me, it just kind of depends on the gun control they're talking about. Right. And if it's not guns, it's going to be something else. Right. So, look at Europe. I mean, yeah. cars. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't want to say that, like, cliche, um, you know, cars, you know, you don't ban cars, but they kill people. Right. But it's just, like, the tool that they use to do it. Right. You know? um, We're talking about Australia mm-hmm. banning guns completely and getting rid of all their guns. Their murder rate has not gone down. Right. At all. It's gone down 0%. Arson and stabbings and killing with hammers. That's a, <laughs> there's more there's, brutal killings. There's a hammer, sti- like a hammer murder statistic now yeah. in Australia. Yeah. The the weapon has changed. The people right. have not. Right. Yeah. I, I, there's no perfect answer. No. I, think. I haven't. I haven't seen anybody propose anything that I think is going to work yet. Right. I'm very much open and waiting for that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if you are listening to this, if we somehow get any sort of views or not views, but listens mm-hmm. and a following and you disagree with us, know that we're not. That's cool. Yeah. We're, we don't want to fight anybody or right. have an argument with anybody. Yeah. In fact, come on to the show. Talk with us. We'd love to sit down and have a conversation with you about That's it. That's very true. A healthy conversation where we're discussing it. Right. Not, not arguing it. Yeah. Like, debates don't really change anyone's minds. Right. Um, discussions can. Right. Yeah. So, in conclusion. Conclusion. Kids. Yes. Little League. Little League. Dad fights. Dad fights. And guns. And guns. Did we talk about anything else? I don't think so. Did we talk about global warming in this episode? I think that was the last episode. That was the last episode. episode. We touched on it, just referencing the last episode. Gotcha. All right. Well, that was a pretty solid talk. Yeah. We're a little over our time, but that's okay. Yeah. Because this is a podcast, and we can do whatever we want. Literally whatever we want. Anything. We can do anything, because it's on the internet. That's right. You can do anything on the internet, especially the dark web. Yeah, which the previous episode is really... So if, if if you're listening chronologically... And you listen, this is three? This is three. If you listen to two, that means that you went the extra mile. That's right. And for that, we have a special coupon code. Type in promo code, you're my friend, 
into anywhere that you download this podcast and get it for 20% off. That's right. Of the price of zero. And I think 20% is pretty generous. Yeah. We, we talked about it. We crunched, a, we crunched some numbers. That is the bare s- maximum that we can do. We're self-sponsoring yeah. this promotion yes. out of our own pockets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how dedicated we are to you, the listener. Yeah. Also, if you want to come and have a conversation with us, you're literally going to have to come to us. Yes. I don't want to deal with the hassle of trying to set up a Skype thing right. and dealing with the audio issues. My brother does that every week. Ugh. Just, we're just too, we don't even do our own research. No. You think we're going to set up a Skype interview? <laughs> what? I have to create an account. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thanks. Nope. You come to us, you'll see just how lazy we look. That's right. Lounging with our feet up. Yeah. Talking about guns. On this Friday afternoon. It's Friday afternoon. Well, well, you're my friend and I trust you. I just, I just wanted to say that. And I trust you too. I appreciate that. It means a lot. Yeah. Every time I hear it, it just kind of warms my heart a little bit. Just two dudes having a conversation. You're my friend and I trust you.